Life Audio. Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. When it feels like God is not near, or that he's not listening, know that this is the human emotion of feeling a void. God is listening to your cry for help. His word promises he is listening. He hears you, and he has a plan that exceeds your expectations. Well, hey there, and welcome to episode 67 of the Untangling Life podcast. I'm Rachel, and I'm so glad you're listening in today. How many times do we forget to turn to the Lord in the midst of our struggles and pain? Or we guilt ourselves because maybe the prayer conversations we offer to God before the pain were few. And so the pain is a reminder to turn to Him. This is a bit of a sidebar, but forgiveness is always available with the Lord. His grace is covering. Guilt and shame is from the enemy who wants to use it as a tool to prevent us from falling before the throne of heaven and repenting before the Lord. And now for today, I'm asking a deep question. It's a question every person on the planet's pondered at one time or another. Is God really listening? David is called a man after God's own heart in the Bible, and he left us a legacy of songs known as the Book of Psalms. Psalm 22 explains a time when David felt the anguish of feeling like God was not listening. He says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Have you been there before? I surely have. The tossing and turning of a night without rest leads to miserable days, right? If we stopped at this point in reading Psalm 22, it would be pretty depressing. But David doesn't stop with his feelings. He tells God exactly how he feels, but he then reflects on the facts he knows to be true. He says, Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. Do you see how David reminds the Lord, This is how I'm feeling, but I know it's not true. I know you can be trusted. You heard the cries of my dad, grandfather, and great-grandfather. You hear me. And that's our first takeaway for today. When I feel like God isn't listening, reflecting on someone else's answers to prayers can fuel my faith. I love to read the stories of the Bible on answered prayer, like the one in the first episode of this series. I have a deep appreciation for the answered prayers of my friends or loved ones, and I enjoy hearing about the blessings God has given to other people. I often ask people, how have you seen God answer prayer recently? Be happy when you know someone is blessed or receives an answer. But I want to point out that even though David knew to appreciate the power of others' answers to prayer, in verse 11 of Psalm 22, he prays again, Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Oh, mercy, have I ever been there? You too, maybe? Feeling like there is just no one who wants to help you. 
needing help but not receiving it, or sometimes situation arise where there is no help but God. When my daughter Taylor received a terminal diagnosis at age four with a life expectancy of 10 to 15 years, there was no help but God for her. In Psalm 22, David hasn't experienced the change he's longing for, and though his circumstance has not yet changed, he continues to plead. Again, in Psalm 22:19, he says, But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. And this is our second takeaway today. When I feel like God isn't listening to me, I can claim the truth that he hears every cry of my heart. John 5:15 says, And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. Ah, that little phrase, that pleases him. I think the crux of why we feel like God isn't listening to us is because we aren't seeing the answer we long for. After many years of praying for a miraculous cure for my Taylor girl's disease and many temper tantrums in God's presence, asking him why he wasn't providing what I so desperately wanted, I realized that what I was asking for was actually less than what he wanted to give in the situation. Truthfully, I wasn't asking God to receive the glory through Taylor's healing. I wanted her healing because I didn't want her to suffer, and I wanted more time on earth with her. I don't think I was asking God to do what pleased him or what he would receive the glory for. I was asking purely what I wanted without aligning my heart with what he wanted for her and for us. And I suppose one would argue, well, don't you think the request for healing on this earth was pleasing to God? All those years ago, I would have made this argument. But I know fully that Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 tells us God's thoughts are higher than mine. His ways are higher than mine. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The truth is, he sees the whole story while I'm staring at one paragraph of one chapter. Now stay with me when we go back to David's Psalm 22. After he asks for the second time in verse 19, he pleads further in verses 20 through 22. Deliver me, rescue me, save me. But then he says why he wants the delivery, the rescue, the saving. He longs for God to receive the glory. Listen to verses 22 through 24. I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. 
when it feels like God is not near or that he's not listening, know that this is the human emotion of feeling a void. God is listening to your cry for help. His word promises he is listening. He hears you and he has a plan that exceeds your expectations. I am reading a book titled Dangerous Prayers by Craig Rochelle, and I'm about halfway through the book, reading in a section labeled Part 2 of the book with the title of Break Me. The heartbeat of this section echoes my own. Craig begins with the story of how God broke him, and I could relate to every word. One of the statements in this section of the book continues to ruminate in my head. True brokenness before God isn't a one-time event. It's a daily decision. And in my book, One More Step, I sort of said it this way. We trust God for eternal salvation. Let's trust him for everyday solutions. In the years that Taylor grew more and more ill, I had to choose if I believed this or not. Daily, I was broken and daily, I chose to take it to the Lord in prayer, surrendering my will to his. I stopped wondering if God was listening to me and I started to ponder What if he really does want to do more than I can ask or think in Taylor's life? Did I believe that he could do more with her story as a prayer answered my way or as a plan worked in his will? So my test to see if God was listening began with giving myself wholly to him. I realized that the reason I thought God wasn't listening to me was because I felt that void. The void wasn't that God wasn't listening to me. It was that I didn't know how to communicate with him. I didn't know that it all starts with a humble heart, recognizing that God only ever wants the best plan for me. There's a story that I tell often when I'm sharing. I told it last week at the, or earlier this week at the Columbus Dream Center. It's a story of how one day as I fed Taylor, her brother Michael was sitting at the table with me and I was feeding her green beans at the time. She could still chew and swallow. And so she looked at the green beans and she opened her mouth and she began to chew. But she made a little bit of a face, you know, the face where it just maybe just didn't sit right with her. She didn't like it. And my four-year-old Michael looked up at me and he looked at her and he said, Mom, I don't think Taylor likes green beans. I said, well, you know, I don't think she likes them either, but they're really good for her. He looked back at her again and he said, I really don't think she likes green beans. I said, I know, buddy. What kind of beans do you propose I give to her then? And he paused for a moment and he said, jelly beans. Isn't that how we act with God? We want all the jelly beans and we want someone else to have the green beans, even though they are God's best plan for us. God listens with more than human eyes or ears. He listens with his heart. This excerpt is from my book, One More Step, Chapter One, Permission to Ache Freely. In spite of all the negative emotion the psalmist expressed in his melancholy song of honesty, his word choices reveal positive points as well. In verse one, he addressed God as the God of my salvation, The psalmist knew God personally, but he was fighting a battle of will and emotion. I'm quite familiar with this battle, and I'm sure you are too. It's the fight of what we choose to do with our feelings. 
We can't always control how we feel about an issue, but we can choose how we respond to those feelings. We can choose to channel the feelings in the right direction. This was the psalmist's challenge. The psalmist also stated his cry was continuous day and night. The writer was a prayer warrior who believed in the power of continual honest expression before a holy God. He acknowledged that prayer was his lifeline. What can we learn from his example? Prayer itself is a reminder of how good God is, the opportunity to communicate directly with the creator of the universe is a gift of grace. God loves to hear our prayers. No matter our word choice, this psalm is proof. So when we experience feelings of desperation and we're tempted to plunge into despair, we must remember to pray before any other action. Prayer trumps panic every time. Not only was the psalmist panic, but repetition indicates the depth of his despair. By the time we arrive at verse 9 of Psalm 88, the writer has repeated, Every day I call upon you. He wasn't experiencing these issues for the first time. His battle had been ongoing. His lips expressed the same sorrow one more time, hoping for relief, though none was in sight. In the same breath, the psalmist held his hands wide open, palms up, and remembered that he had surrendered everything. He'd given it all to the Lord. He wasn't holding tight to anything. And yet complaints and sorrow continued to pour from his soul for the remainder of the psalm. Through the inclusion of Psalm 88 in the middle of praise songs galore, I felt as though I had discovered a glorious character trait of God. God understands human emotion because he created human emotion. You will never experience an emotion that he doesn't understand. God understands our need to express feelings. He doesn't need me to wear a mood ring so he can determine what I'm feeling. He knows exactly when I feel like giving up. He knows exactly when you feel like giving up. God will not change if we are sad and depressed. He is forever the same and he loves us no matter the feelings we experience. He also understands how much we need someone to listen and he is there for us always the willing listener. He has promised never to leave us alone, and his promises never fail. My prayer is that you're encouraged by this podcast today to remember that God is listening to you. He is ever listening. If you could use more encouragement, be sure to download the free 10 Calming Prayers ebook. I will leave the link for that in the show notes. A very popular ebook that has helped so many people. And if this reading from One More Step encouraged you, I hope that you will purchase the book. I'll also leave the link in the show notes for that. One More Step, Finding Strength When You Feel Like Giving Up. Thanks so much for listening in today. Until next time, God sees you and knows your need. Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon.
I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.